What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 98 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hello, everyone. Here we are. Episode 98. We're getting closer and closer. Barely containing excitement because real disc golf is coming. Oh, God. There's like, there's going to be real disc golf this weekend. There is going to be real disc golf this weekend. And then there may have have been real disc golf last weekend, but I don't count. Yeah. But we have the Wintertime Open coming up this weekend in uh, uh, Pasadena, California. And then the Las Vegas Challenge. LVC. Which is. So basically, we are standing here on the precipice of pro disc golf action returning which is exciting because joe and i have basically been bullshitting disc golf talk for about three months now it's been working well so this is technically this will be our third season we've been yeah that's true that's crazy i mean oh, we yeah. we've been supplementing the lack of actual disc golf conversation with extra alcohol and are you trying to say i have to start drinking less because there's gonna be real i mean golf? i'm not i'm not telling you you have to do anything you can you can do what you want because I feel like I've slowly ramped up through the last almost two years of this podcast um, to where, you know, just I'm a drunken mess by the end. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it for... That's ha- not true. But. It's not like you're Harry Carey or anything, but you're, 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 you're doing work, that's for sure. And I appreciate you for that. But I do, it for, I do it for the people. I know you do. I know you do. You sacrifice the body for the good of the show. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I think everyone can tell. I think everyone knows... That you are making that that ultimate sacrifice for their enjoyment. You're welcome. Which is you, your liver specifically. Yeah, m- mostly that. Yeah, and I mean you know the rest of my body just because I'm old and fat, but it's all good. Well, I mean that I you're not fat, I and mean, you're just you're you're strong. You're you're big and strong. I'm big and strong with like a big boiler and slow. You're, and the the boiler. Listen, I don't think I'm that slow. To be honest, um, okay. I mean, I th- I'm not saying that I'm mentally fast. or physically. Well, mentally, certainly. Physically, I mean, I I think there's. Certain- I I take it back. For my size, <laughs> for my size, I feel like I am uh, I'm quicker than one would think. Probably. I mean, how could you not be? That that's I'm. Mean, that's all I got. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't really go into any more depth. I just think. If you saw me and you're like, I kicked that dude's ass in a race. I mean, you probably would, but I'd, I'd be way closer than you thought. <laughs> and then I'd be like, <gasps> give me a beer. <laughs> People would be like, is he a smoker? No, actually, he's not. No, he's just but, he's just fat. But, you know, he's just, and just he not, like, not good at breathing. He likes his beers. <laughs> Joe, are you breathing? Can you breathe? It helps to breathe. I do my best. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, fun times. We're we're and we're out here in California, and we got massive green season. Uh, it's which, the greatest time ever, which is fantastic. And I know we got a lot of listeners that are dealing with. And their- we have green season with. Uh, this is huge for me. Dry tea pads, which is like the greatest time on earth. Like yeah. this is my favorite. I legit um, throw anywhere from two to five strokes better, maybe even six strokes better. With dry tea pads. Like, I've been putting uh, scores up on the Slack group, and people have been like, oh, I mean, you're really, t- you're like on top of it. I was like, no, this is where I was last year at this time. 
I just wet tea pads destroyed my game for two months. Yeah, I don't quite have. I mean, I don't like wet tea pads, certainly, but I I don't have as much of an issue. No, they with destroy them. me. They they certainly have a a bigger effect on your game. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, they do. But uh, but yeah. So we we I know we got a lot of listeners out there that are in the midst of their snow season that are barely able to to get out to their courses or if they do they're they're tromping through some snow um but but out here we we are probably in our best season just overall oh like it's it's we get like 70 degree weather and very little wind and nice green courses and And we've got like three to four more months of this too i'm not gonna lie and now, I don't know if it doesn't rain, we're going to be brown it, season in listen, a hurry. It's going to rain. I hope it does. That's the the downside is that we also uh, don't get rain. So we had a little bit of rain earlier this season. And uh, other than that, California is working its way right back to that drought that it was uh, that it's been in. Even though we got a real nice rainy year the year before. Right. Um, we then had a crap ton of fires and a bunch Throughout more rain. Throughout the entire state of California. Yeah. And so, yeah, we are right back to square one, it would seem. So, um, you know, no need to be jealous. We we might have uh, nice weather and no snow, but we also have fires and drought. I so, mean, you can, be, you can be a little jealous, though. And, and earthquakes and uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Those also are in California, so. Ew. Gross. That's kind of gross. Yeah. But uh, if you are a Dodger fan, I'm sorry. Uh, I that you're a Dodger fan. You I, should work on that. That's true. Yeah. But we can still be friends uh, and bond over disc golf and uh, enjoy. I uh, know. I'm just kidding. I mean, we can be friends. Like, just don't talk about it because then we, like, dislike you for a few hours of time. Panda, you're cool, but, like, quit it. I mean, I, I've met at least a couple of Dodger fans whose company I enjoy. Really? I think I think I'm I'm just saying that because I think that's true. Yeah. All right, I I guess that's enough about about baseball and our our NorCal hatred of SoCal. Not I mean not SoCal as a whole, just you know, their sports and, you know, their culture and you know, a good chunk of the people. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> I went down to SoCal, I played disc golf. Uh, people were awesome. Actually, the majority of my family, my large Mexican family, are in Southern California. Um, so ma- mainly just the Dodgers, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, right. I don't care. Like, stick with that. like Angels, whatever. Uh, Padres, meh. Yeah, agreed. Rams and uh, Rams that other one, too. Chargers, meh. The Chargers are meh. Rams definitely. Can- I mean, they suck, but I'm like, you know, they're, they had like uh all right season and they've been trash pretty much our entire lives except for greatest show on uh, well no that that I'm was sure. st louis so that i don't st. care louis. yeah so i really don't ca- i really don't ca- whatever yeah but i mean you know all right yeah, fair enough fair enough i think we're i think we're done uh giving our regional hatred that is you know probably <laughs> alienating a portion of our audience. no i told them they're, you're cool you're still cool yeah frank you're still cool all right. Just your sports are Fair done. enough. I, I, it just, you know, sparked by the wintertime open being down in Southern California. And I, I, we, we're just really honestly, we're jealous about the fact that the wintertime open is, is 
down in Pasadena, and they're they got all this awesome disc golf going on. Does Southern California have a green season? I don't think so. No, it's like always brown unless they have like sprinklers going. Yeah, uh, probably um, so, something like that. But it, it's it. This is really just us, uh, you know, taking out our jealousy on on the the Southern California region because they have the best disc golf tournament in the land going on this weekend. So you just just take it for that for those of you listening and that are angry about the fact that we're talking talking ass about your your great land. Um we're just jealous. That's all. It hurts. Word. We got to play some disc golf this last couple of weeks. Uh, I have a random I have a random interjection. I just, okay. I just Go my for phone. It. I'm just getting after it. Do you oh and you're not on Facebook. Never mind you just ruined my entire everything. Does so my brother is not on Facebook, but we look very similar I mean, and have similar names. Uh, I don't, I don't know about either that, but okay. Uh, his name is James, mine is Joe. Like, yeah, but you don't look the same. We look similar enough. We're large. I mean, if you both, I, mean, I don't have a ponytail. Yeah, exactly. But if he grows out facial hair, we're very similar. Um, to, anyways, I don't. I get messages every once in a while on Facebook that are meant for my brother and people don't realize that I'm not him. It's very strange. Um, I just got a message from um, a dude that said something about like God and whatnot to me. It was really weird. Cool. And the thing that made me think about the the reason I thought about it and then I realized you didn't have Facebook and I had this interjection. You look very similar to your brother. I, I do like yes. very similar. Um, so I wonder if he gets messages meant for you. Oh, I gotta ask him. I bet. I bet he does. This is a really nice interjection to the podcast that is very relevant to to everything. I'm really glad you you uh, decided. Listen, everybody loves a Scoots reference. Hey, maybe don't check your phone for the rest of the podcast. How, everyone, about, everyone, how, about, how about that? Everyone loves that's, a Scoots reference. Sounds good. You're welcome for the Scoots reference, everyone. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the disc golf we played together? We also did that for the last, you know, week or so. So we got uh, two rounds in. One, we got to play in a, a course that had some fire damage from the California fires, which was uh, great to go and Northern check that California out. Northern California fires, not Southern California oh. fires. Well, I mean, there's Southern California ones too, I guess. But you there know, was, there was big fires. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Southern California fires caused the Northern California fires. They happened afterwards. I agree to disagree. So. <laughs> I'm going to call them the Southern California fires because clearly they're at fault for, for everything that happened. Well, they took all of our water, so our stuff burned down. Exactly. If we had had the water that wasn't stolen from us, yep, it would be okay. Agreed. Boy, we're just spitting fire on this episode. Listen, SoCal, like legit, we love you. We're just playing. <laughs> just kidding. Panda, you don't even live in Southern California. Like You're the worst, you're the worst kind of Dodger fan there is. <laughs> but I love you too. Oh man! So we got to play in uh, in a course in Napa, California, that had some fire damage on its uh, premises and had has rebounded quite nicely. And uh, I saw a post actually on Facebook uh, yesterday that they're planning to reopen the whole thing very soon. That's fantastic! It looked yeah. like it's it's pretty much ready. So, and the way they they got around it is they installed multiple basket locations on uh, on the holes that were still available. So for a total, they had 10 holes with two basket positions. So for a total of 20 holes, which, you know, worked out fantastic. And, uh, I, you know, it was a, 
it was a lot of fun getting out there, and it was a beautiful day, and it was nice to see that one of our favorite courses in the area didn't didn't take you know too yeah. much damage. So. By the way, I think we chose to play it like a very fun way. So right, so there's two positions on each hole. We talked about alternating A and B or B and A, and uh, we decided to play all the shorts the first time through, and then all the long positions the second time through. I think that was the most fun way to do it. I think it was good. I I could play. I think either way would have been good, but it was it was fun playing the you know having kind of two different two different animals playing the the short version of the course and then the the long version next. That was cool. I mean, it's not something you do very often either, you know. No. And it certainly made it more difficult. You know, I definitely might. I think I played the the front nine like two or three under, and then ended up like like two or three over. Right after that, so yeah, and for me, like I'm always the one. Even though I don't have the score to show it, I always want to throw as hard as possible and as far as possible. So when I get two holes that I uh, am excited about the long position that's not in long, I'm like a little bit let down. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to play them all and know that I'm gonna get to throw as hard as I want. Yeah. And there were certainly some some good opportunities for that. So yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And, um, they were playing their weekly at the same time. And it was nice to run into some of the guys from Napa disc golf. Uh, good people. Yeah. And then we got to play a Valentine's day round too. We did, which is, uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying out loud. No, it's fine. My uh, wife's not going to, okay. My, my wife and it was like in the middle of the day and I went oh, okay. back to work. So like, my wife was aware. Lunch. So, but, uh, but cause I told her cause I was literally working and my assistant, uh, is, a plays disc golf too and so i i just was like hey dude bring your discs in you know we're we're gonna take a take a middle of a day uh site visit if you will and well, you actually had a site visit nearby it, actually that canceled so we oh really yeah oh, we, damn, i didn't we, know that yeah we had no reason to to be out there at all but uh it was a ton of fun getting out and and playing a, a middle of the week uh while working on the clock uh Disc golf round. Right. Those are always good. Yeah, totally. So we played... Anyways, so Rob and I played two rounds in the last six days, and we tied both times. Yep. Yep. Um, and I will... You know, I might be stepping on a limb, but in my heart, I feel it's true. I should have won both rounds. I, I, I mean, I guess. I mean... Technically, I should have won both rounds, but you know, you you just you you overperformed and then regressed to the mean, and and <laughs> and I played terribly in both of them. So you didn't play terribly. Shut the f- I, shut. I up. pretty much played terribly in both rounds. Those, I don't think you played terribly. I mean, you did win. I mean, you did tie one round um, by playing like the incorrect lie. That's true, but that's a topic for later in the podcast, my friend. Okay. So. Well, then why don't you run down? Because I think that's All right. So <laughs> we got a, a great episode for you tonight. I'll quickly run through it. We're going to talk about Matt Dollar, who uh, recently announced new sponsorship. So uh, Zing Minis. He plays lots of uh, he, mini disc golf. He does play a ton of mini I disc golf. I wonder if he is actually is sponsored by a mini company for his mini disc golf. I don't think so, because most disc golf companies make minis. So what's... What's a mini disc golf company? So Zing, the, the Zing, I think that's like their jam for like throwing minis. Oh, well, I mean, 
the the only throwing minis that should be thrown are are the discraft ones. Those things are. Well, as I was gonna say, technically, do those count? I, it, like junior a junior judge, judge is pretty yeah. sick too. Yeah, well, there's no, a junior. There's count. a junior uh, sheriff. Yeah. To or sheriff. You junior. know what's funny though? Um, I have a bunch of those ones. I have a junior judge, and I also have like a like a junior undertaker and a junior buzz. Uh, well, I definitely have a mini buzz, and uh, and I think I've got like a mini nuke. And you have a wizard. Oh, you got a nuke too. Yeah, it, but honestly, the the mini buzz and the mini comet are more stable and throwable than the mini undertaker or nuke. Like, what about the judge? The the judge is fine too. It's it's good. I want to check out the sheriff. You can toss them. I've I've like I've had those in my cart a handful of times. I'm like, I'm never gonna do it. Dude, this. they're great. My kids love them too. Yeah. Well, they're, my they're son, fantastic. my son's gonna start with the rampage, so I'm yeah. not worried about that. But uh, and then we're gonna talk about uh, Joe and I had a a a disc mishap. We're calling it the twin comets because Joe and I are bagging two identical, like ex- like identical, identical. They are they are the weight written on them is exactly the same. Everything about them is the, the same. Stamp, stamp is the same. Yep. Comets and we had an issue on the course where we we both threw them and couldn't make a. Uh, couldn't make any uh any sense of it and then we'll, i mean i could we'll previously we'll uh preview the wintertime open and we're gonna do our first round of picks for the year yes. on the wintertime open so that's exciting i haven't even uh, honestly thought about it aside from uh, the certainty that uh mr Macbeth is going to win i i haven't really thought about my picks so i don't even i mean we're both there let's be honest we're gonna know. we're gonna go to picks beyond that but i think yeah. Uh, it's a foregone conclusion in our minds. I yeah I, I can't I can't imagine a situation that he doesn't, to be honest. But uh, and then we'll do our world famous deer review. And tonight we have the latitude sixty four Caltrop, which is a two speed putter and overstable putter. And we're pairing that with <laughs> a brand new putter when we bought it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a Melvin, and we're gonna pair it with Melvin two by four. Double India Pale Ale, which is a whopping 9.9% alcohol. And, uh, yeah, uh, overstable putter along with a uh, high-alcohol, heavy-hitting double IPA. So I think those two I'm, I'm very go excited. together nicely. I'm very excited for this beer. Yeah. Although I had a, a couple beverages before this, and that might be the end of me. But yeah. well, let's get, I'm stoked. Let's get right into what you alluded to which was from our round that we played. So uh, we were talking about playing the two positions and going through and, and playing short positions first and, and then long positions on a particular hole. So when we got to the the uh, turn on our round, the 10th hole, we played a, a, a hole where I threw my Comet on, uh, on my initial drive, my only shot that I threw, mind you. Right. Well, it was it was the um It was the 10th. Oh, that's right. It it's was. hole 18, yep, yep, but it was right. the 10th, right, right. It 10th, was the 10th hold round. So, uh basically there's the 10 baskets, but so I it's a basically to be honest, it's the only shot you should throw, which is a straight up the middle either putter or uh mid-range type shot a forehand could work it it could but it's not the high percentage shot which no, is no totally. so joe had the tee and joe threw a attempted a a forehand flex with the with a sexy bird not a flex i was just trying to get it out and that's why i i just i i 
short armed it. Yeah, and, and or Frank for you, I baby dicked it. I, yeah. I I didn't put it out enough left, and I just went straight into the trees yeah. and fell to the middle. I think limp dick is the more common. Yeah, same term, thing. I just didn't I didn't put enough on. I didn't put enough out left. My forehand actually was bad like all day. Yeah. Um, but basically, I I hyzered a firebird to the right. <laughs> on a, on a, this is really when you need to get out and come back but in. Th- the best part about this is the this is a hole. It's like it's 200 feet. It's straight in front of you. you just throw straight at it, but for some reason it's pretty a, much it's it's firebird. And so I get up next and I throw my comet straight at it and I threw, And you go you went down though. You I threw, threw it a low. little low. I'm I'm talking. I can I can handle it if you're somebody's upset. You calm right down. Now. Okay, go ahead. But uh but yeah, so I threw my shot a little bit low, and it kind of kind of dips out of view a little bit, and then hits into a hillside. So you kind of got an uphill shot. So you're shooting across like a like a little little ravine type type thing there. And then Joe's like, "Oh, I want to take a second shot. I'm going to try throwing my comet because that clearly was was the shot. No, to it was take. totally the best shot. Yeah, and, and I, so and I can talk now because my no no no, throw. no 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 hold oh, on. Okay. And the first thing I go is Joe. That's the same disc I throw." can you mark your disc or do something? And he goes, no, no, it's going to be fine. And I'm like, Joe, can you mark your disc? I don't think you like reiterated it like I that. Certainly but anyways, did. And anyways. then, and then now Joe, you can, you can say what you did. So I threw it, uh, you know, it was a combat. I threw it pretty hard and I had a nice turnover and there is a large, like bush to the right of the hole. It's of an, the, of it's the an olive tree. And Oh, oh that's right. And I think I pointed out an olive tree multiple times when we were on the course. So there's a large olive tree um, to the right of the basket. And I saw my disc go straight into it and then kick out. And it was like a beautiful kick out left, like a miraculous kick out left. I knew it wasn't, you know, my actual shot that I was going to get to take. Um, but regardless, as we started stomping down to our first throws or my first throw, everyone else only had one throw. I was, you know, 45 feet down the path cause I threw it straight into a tree and threw mine up. And then as we were walking down the path, I see, um, a comet at the very, basically the bottom of the little goalie going to the hole knew it was Robin's. Because my disc had gone into that tree and kicked out and was further up, I don't know, 35 feet. The the, the discs were like five feet apart. You are exaggerating, my I friend. I am not. The discs disc were like I stood over them both. No. They were five feet apart. They were definitely more than five feet apart. They were not. Definitely more than five feet apart. Mine was actually at a legitimate uh, birdie run, and there's another one that was in the middle and Robin swore that his disc was the further one with everything he had. He was like, no way, 100%. I, I saw it land. Like, that's my disc. And uh, he was like, no, I know it's mine. It's, you know, they're I, both marked hey, hey, 177. Hey, hey, I didn't put words in your mouth. You just tried to. No. I love how you're trying not to make it like you're not the asshole for throwing the second shot with the same disc after being warned about it. And then you're like, oh, no, yeah, Robin's You're trying to save your bacon so good. You're not a douche. You just couldn't admit that you're, you threw no, super I, low I on honest, your shot. No, it wasn't about admitting. I honestly thought that that was my shot. And I honestly knew it wasn't and told you that. And yeah, you but, wouldn't believe but it. You, you are the one that fucked up. 
I shouldn't have thrown a second shot for sure. So like that's just not a cool thing to do. Wow. Number one. I didn't know this was going to be an attack. I thought it was going to be a fun story. I'm well, sorry, my friend. It wasn't going to be an attack until you started, you know, making it sound like I knew that it wasn't my disc, but wanted the better lie. Now I'm, I'm honestly hurt. My feelings are legitimately hurt. I'm shaking. Number one, like, look at this hand. Oh, it's not shaking. That's not shaking at all. It's flat. Okay, I guess I'm not angry. Yeah, goose. But anyways, it wouldn't have mattered either way. But, but I was I was so shaken on the course that I missed my putt as a result of of Joe's action. You wouldn't have, you, you were you were still were you, you were outside of the circle anyways. <laughs> like you weren't going to hit the putt. I think it was more miraculous that I hit my putt coming back from my awful second shot up <laughs> from like 26 feet pin high with bad news if I went far. So I think the the real deal here is that Joe is a bit of a second shot whore. He, he loves his second shots. He takes second putts on a regular basis. I do. I do. That's very true. He takes second drives almost every time. I don't know about every very time. Very regularly. You 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 love your second shots. Yeah. I do. I do. And you you take second shots too. Occasionally. The second putt, the second putt though is definitely more I will take, to me than anyone. I will take a second shot on a specific hole that has room for fun. Like I'll take a second shot on on uh on you know like maybe a couple holes but very rarely robin how not, am i ever going to be as good as you if i can't start dialing my shots you know, in? just practice that's where how that's where i practice no, no, no. on the course rounds are for playing and i and i know that there are a lot of people love their second shots and i i typically don't give a crap but but when you throw in, the same in this, disc, in this the <laughs> same color and you pick up the wrong one that's when it's too far. <laughs> this, exactly. This is this is the this is your inter- second shot intervention right here on the podcast. You didn't know it was happening. No, that's fine. But your I'm friends are you, your friends are about to come through the door. They're not. They're, also, they're, they're, um, they'll I'm, be here soon. I'm probably gonna still throw some second shots here. And no, there, I know and so you are you. So I honestly don't really give a shit. About yeah, second I know. Shots. We just got a little. We got we got a little into it for a second. I think we're fine. It's probably gonna be okay. There was there was like a seventeen minute pause where Joe and I got in a fight there. Yeah, a physical altercation. And by seventeen minutes, we mean like four minutes, fifteen minutes before we talked about that, where <laughs> I went and took a piss. But you'll never know because I'll edit that shit out. Yeah, but but did you? But anyways, um, you're gonna do that because sometimes you say the, that and then you as, don't as edit we, it out. I'm not. Well, I'll edit that little gap. Like you're not gonna. We did a good job. Oh, okay. with that one. Um. Anyways, with that round in general, that really didn't come into any matter of that. Uh, really, the only time that we realized was Robin had weighed his comet and uh, got home that day and weighed it again and realized it was a different weight and that it was my disc. That's the only way we knew. Because I, I knew I had weighed it and it weighed 180 grams, even though it was marked 177. And then I got back and weighed uh, that comet because I was like, you know, shit, you know, who knows? These discs landed so close. They could have been, it very easily could have been one or the other. And uh, and I got home, weighed it. Sure enough, it's 178. I knew I had Joe's disc. Yep. And so I immediately uh, sent a message. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, it's your disc. Yeah. It's your comet. <laughs> it's your comet. It'll be fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Little do we know it was not going to be fun to talk about. <laughs> what? It was fine. Come on. Um, But ultimately, I took a pretty commanding lead with two holes left 
and then super shit the bed on that round on the 17th hole and had probably a one out of 10, like a 10% shot um, with a glow FD to save my par on 18 to, to get an even round. 20 on 20. I mean, yeah, it's, you're right. It's 18. It's, Sorry, you're right. It it's is normal it is. 18. Normally 18, it's 20. Yeah. Out of the, we played yeah. 10 holes twice. On the very last hole, um, I threw two shots. <laughs> <laughs> both, <laughs> both had I like not hit a branch, would have been money. Would have been like birdie runs. And I, of course, took my first shot. But it was bad. Like, it was a really bad first shot. Robin had a, a very good in comparison. Like, for the whole, not fantastic, but he got out and had an easy run at a yeah. par. Yeah. Um, and my my throw was bad news. Like, I, I hit very early. Um, if you ever watch Vintage Cup, for hole 18, they played the deep location, right? Or maybe they played the short. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyways, I'm not it, sure, it, it's honest. kind of a, a tough throw, and you can get in, in in trouble real quick. And I got in trouble very quick and uh, just had like a beautiful FD shot. To, I'm not even sure how you did Since I didn't see it, I was like it, completely stunned. I threw, I threw an Anheuser. I threw a slight Anheuser, um, basically standstill, and... Fought through an olive tree. Yeah. Joe was like behind a giant jerk bush. And I just looked and I was like, there's no way he's getting up. Yeah. And he's like, I, I won this round. Yeah. Just same, same level of confidence that my comment was the comment. I was like, oh, Joe is not. I thought so too. And then when no I way. hit, when I hit the tree, I didn't hear it come down or anything. And I was like, I was looking in the tree as I got up to my lie. And I was like, shit, I'm going to have to like try and turbo out of this fucking <laughs> olive tree to get a par. Um, but then I saw your second shot and you went like down a little bit. I was like, well, Robin has a chance of missing this. Yeah. And we I was both really only fours. like 15 feet. Long, I know. But but it was like, it was like down the hill. A it was bit not, I, not ideal. It I wasn't, wasn't right. It wasn't an, it wasn't a drop in. Um, but then I got up and I was like looking in the tree and saw it, it fought all the way through. And then I made it and I was like, he's going to make this now. And he didn't. That's fine. And I will take, I will take a, a, a tie any day. That was Comet Karma right there. Yeah. That's all it was. But, yeah, it was because I, I, um, I sh- yeah, I should the bell and, on and Super Hard. the real loser is both of us because we have all these new discs in our bag because we did our DGP disc orders and we haven't put <laughs> fucking names in them. No, totally, because <laughs> it makes them look bad because they're nice and clean. It's a glow comet. You know, it's like see-through. I don't want to, like, fuck I it know. up with, 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 you know. But it's beautiful. I know. No, we got. I have so many. Yeah. But it's maybe time to do, to to do that. We should probably work it out because, uh, it's it's a disc that it's like we're probably gonna pull it out on the same hole like a lot. Right. Um. By the way, I would like to point out, uh, we did play Skyline and we played across hole eight twice, which is uh, if you follow on Slack or anything, uh, and if you ever seen a video of me saying, "Oh no," it is most likely hole eight at Skyline. <laughs> Um, I did not oh no a single time. That's that was uh I was very proud of that. I was very proud of that as well. <laughs> um I definitely selected different discs than I did in the past. There was no no <laughs> possibility of that happening. Yeah. That's good. I'm I'm glad. But it was fun. And then uh same thing we played at uh Taylor on Wednesday and I had a two stroke lead going into <laughs> going into eighteen and double bogeyed. Yep. Threw into a parking lot. Yep. 
OB parking lot. Yep. I mean, it was a smash. It was a smash. It was it was for sure a smash. Just, just a smash. And then barely, oh, God. Yeah, barely, by about a foot. Barely <laughs> threw back into bounds. Um, I threw a, I think I threw my zone out around the parking lot because it basically. I thought you threw a Firebird again. I did throw a Firebird. Oh, I threw a Firebird on a Tomahawk. Yeah, you and, did. And the wind was like, nah, it's cool. We're going to go over here. Yeah. And luckily, somehow it like skipped back into bounds. Yeah. Pro tip, kids: when you have a crosswind, uh, don't throw a hammer. Anything that you throw straight up, hammer, <laughs> thumber, don't don't do that. Um, <laughs> and if you do, make sure you put it out uh, in the direction of that crosswind enough that it'll. Yeah, come you know, back. my first thought was like, just throw a forehand with a zone and just get up there. And I was like, ah, I'll just throw it over the top. We'll be fine. I'll, uh, yeah, it was like uh, skipped under a fence, right? To make it clean by like a foot totally. or two. Yeah, but still deep, and I couldn't hit the putt, so it, it doubled. But um, overall, a good round. I had an ace run on seventeen that like hit a rock and went on a roller coaster, and almost went ob. Yeah, and Robin hit a beautiful like thirty five. Yeah, about that. Probably down, it's down way downhill. Yeah, but still. Also, you're, you're, also the easiest hole on the course by a lot, and kind of an embarrassing non non birdie type type shot. Right, but you, know, you like, got the birdie. So I did. Okay. I did. And then, and then there's like so. Robin uh, was short by like thirty-ish feet, um, maybe a little bit over thirty. And I threw a perfect like spike that hit like next to the basket, hit a rock, and rolled almost ob like forty feet. Away. Hit a rock, almost aced. Yeah, and like after hitting the rock. Yeah, and, and then rolled like within a foot or so of of ob fence yeah like i took my meter off the fence like i was that close to the fence yeah yeah it was it was and i almost hit that putt (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty unfortunate yeah so i had had and i had a pretty good ace run on 13 with with a thunderbird that was made for me by by uh by uh, c-dub dies yeah chris chris woods right yep yeah so that was that was sick i'm loving that thunderbird chris thank you very much and i knew you would yeah sick glow thunderbird that was dyed uh for me by by chris woods and it comes in a whopping 178 on the scale yeah it's it's, it's a, a beautiful thing wonderful windy day thunderbird it's the best thing ever but yeah so uh i guess we'll we'll hit on now uh, uh, do we have any other grievances we have we had so. what grinds joe's gears last week this was the equivalent of what grinds robin's gears which is uh you know and if you're if joe's you're second a, uh, if you're a patron You'll hear what else <laughs> grinds Robin Gears. Oh, man. Um, we won't get into it right now. So, yeah, if you want to support us on uh, Patreon, we have our uh, our site up there, patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. You can also find it through our website, uh, throwstuffatstuff.com, and uh, there's a link there at the bottom to hit Patreon. But uh, what you gain by becoming a patron is access to our pre-show recordings where you get a solid second podcast where Joe and I – give our uncensored opinions about just about everything i mean we're pretty much uncensored as is but we get a little deeper oh yeah it gets uh way deeper like a lot deeper i like i like what you did there so much um also as we get new uh which um secret and might happen another uh dynamic disc order is probably going to go in uh you get first first run at uh what we're bringing up on the site yeah so please do that and thank you to everyone that is already supporting us so we really really appreciate it indeed 
and it's time now. I think we'll talk about Matt Dollar, right? So Matt Dollar just recently announced that he is going to team MVP, which I I think is kind of a big deal, mostly because MVP doesn't have a lot of of nationally touring pros. Yep. And Matt Dollar is seemingly kind of the the biggest deal out of out of their their pro team at this point. Yeah, totally. In terms of how many tournaments he plays and, you know, how much he tours, that's that's kind of a big deal for for MVP who has been, you know, doing a whole bunch of different things disc wise, both with Axiom and Streamline, um, and trying to kind of increase their market share to start signing signing uh touring players is right. the next logical thing for them to do. It is. Um my only thought is I I have heard that uh MVP Axiom Discs it might be the gyro, I'm not sure. For overhand shots, they don't equate the same as, as other discs. Yeah, uh, like the like the, the kind of we've heard from, from Jeff Faye's other right. MVP team member not, like, that yeah. that uh that it's not necessarily that they don't work, it's just that the they tend to pan and glide longer. Right. And so and so Faye's if y'all know y'all know Faye's if you listen to this podcast. But uh, unless you watch like him playing the Napa course, you don't see a lot of overhand shots, so you don't realize how good his overhand is. But if you've watched Matt Dollar at all, that's a huge piece yeah. of his game. He does amazing things with overhand shots. So I'm kind of wondering like what that's going to equate to with, I, I with think, MVP. I think and and I uh, I think he'll get used to it. Number one, right. Like he'll find a way to make use of the disc. Yeah, totally. But I just I all I it just might take. A I minute. see a lot of stuff of him throwing like super stable stuff that does a lot of like movement yeah. low instead of like the big arcing stuff. He'll do, and I, I'm sure he's a great disc golfer. He has a great backhand and forehand. Yeah. Aside from his his overhand, so I'm sure he'll figure it out. But I I would not be surprised if his game changed a little bit because of the discs. Yeah. I would I would imagine when these things get announced this time of year. That he at least spent a good amount of time working on on his bag and and things like that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure, especially for a, for a player that has such an elite overhand. But I I think if if Jeff can figure it out, uh, that oh totally. the dollar can for sure totally. And um, listen, you if, know, if if you can be really good at throwing minis, like you'll figure it out. Yeah, dude, that's. Some of the most entertaining disc golf videos oh, out yeah. there are the on the Matt Dollar Disc Golf Channel. He has so many, uh, so many mini totally. <laughs> tournaments on on his channel, which are just fantastic. It's so much fun. Literally, you know, like nine and nine whole tournaments playing on mini baskets with mini discs. It's fantastic. Like uh, just with commentary by oh, Matt Dollar. Oh, totally. Totally. Dude, just, no, and it's clean. It's fun. And that kind of fits in with the with the MVP model too. Like someone that that is a a good face for the game and and a you know has a has a solid presence too. So that'll. I feel like he and Faze should uh, film like a Top Gun montage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be great for MVP. I I'm wondering because isn't isn't Dollar like a like a Southern guy? He is. Yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering like I mean I, I'm sure they've met before. 
somewhere on somewhere on some tournament. But yeah, but I mean, so when I went to Atlanta, the the way that I saw the course I was going to play at all was a Matt Dollar thing, Perkerson Park in yeah. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, for sure. Um, like yeah, that's his. That's his. He's that's his area. Like, yeah, I know he plays there semi regularly. So, um, yeah, very different coming to where we are, um, where Faze plays. So that'd be cool for them to like learn from each other. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I'm sure they're both excited to be. You know, new, I'm so new excited. MVP I'm so excited for San Francisco NT. Yeah, Sorry, that just made me think about that. Me too. Courses we played, like see people do work. It's gonna be great. And uh, Phase won the uh, the uh, the preview. Yeah. So there was a preview tournament at Glen Eagles, and uh, and Phase actually won it. So that's a. Uh, it's a good. I'm, I'm pumped. Good sleeper pick for the, the uh, DGP. It's not a sleeper anymore. Thanks a lot, Robin. Oh, sorry. Her <laughs> <laughs> DGPT. Listen, and we will um, eighty-five percent be there. <laughs> I feel like we're most likely like there's a like. I want to say hundred percent we're going to be there for that tournament because I feel like we are, but I got to be realistic that. You have there's kids that we yeah. have. Yeah, um, I have one. He has nine. Like, I, well, I mean, we should be there. We will most likely be there. And since I can't even keep track of my comments, like maybe I lose a kid the day before, and <laughs> don't lose any kids, Robin. Don't they kind of look similar. My wife laughs at me because they barely get their names right already. So, dude, my mom still gets my brother and my names wrong. Like, dude, it's I, just part of it. Daily, daily. I just I don't even I don't even know. They just gotta run through them all. I do. I, sometimes fine. I do. Sometimes I do. I mean, I have so many kids of the boys and girls that I'm just really going to be like, "Hey, guy, hey, buddy." Yeah, that that works too. Yeah, uh, what, where they're like, "Oh, yeah, you're an alcoholic." I'm like, "What? No, no, I just, shh, I just didn't don't worry about it. I remember your name now, Steve. In right, my name is Des. Damn it! That's what I was going to say next. I was just joking. I was just joking, Des. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so Matt Dollar, good, good, good ad. I like yeah. it. Me too. It's like and nice for MVP. I hope they uh, continue to to chase chase pro talent and and put together a good teams. So. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, th- their um, their They're, brand is growing s- incredibly well. Yeah. There's a lot of people in Slack that are just like, I just want to throw MVP Axiom. Like, I love how it feels. It looks cool. Their branding is awesome. They're doing a great job with their marketing. It's just a matter of time until they 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 grow their. Protein. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. Especially, the you know, starting with that that groundswell of marketing. Although young I will players say, coming up, I am pretty blown away. That there has not been any additions to streamline. I would guess that that's a that's a bottom line issue, like perhaps it just wasn't as popular as right. You know, and it could be that they came out and they're like, "It's cheaper to make, so we'll sell them cheaper." And they're like, "Oh, we shouldn't have done that." Maybe, maybe that too. So, I mean, they're still making them, and, yeah, and it, totally. But but maybe it wasn't as quite as big a splash as they had hoped. Right. You know, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, that it seemed like the, with the hype early on that maybe, you know, coming through with a mid range disc right away, 
or you know relatively quickly after would have kind of solidified the line. Well, I'm still waiting for an overstable mid-range. Yeah. I still think both discs are great. I honestly the pilot is terrific and uh, the Trace is a is a good driver too. If but, you don't if you don't have a trespass. But um you know, I I think the the pilot was the better disc. Yeah. But, but putters are hard, man. There's so many putters out there and and people are so loyal to what they throw. It's it's really difficult unless, to unless you're Robin. Yeah. I mean, it, I I'm I'm loyal to the last putter I threw. It's basically basically how it goes for me. <laughs> and what was the last putter that I had a lot of that I really liked? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty you know, much. I'm gonna go practice in the yard. I think and- I think P2s are safe because I have uh, disc golf podcast stamped P2s. Yeah, you have so many envies though. I know. I love those too. They're so pretty. <laughs> All right, I don't. You should talk about something else because this. Remember when? This remember, could go remember bad. when we started this podcast and like McPros was like you like that's all McPros. McPros I, I still do like McPros. I know, and that's the thing. And you talk about the disc golf podcast P twos. Talk about the 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 envies. If the newest run of McPro AVRs has a sick ass stamp, I will not be blown away at all. If you back up on McPro AVRs, I wouldn't be either. You know, I see it as an advantage. <laughs> Because I can, there's there's like four putters. You could put it in my hand. I could go out there and putt with no difference. There are not a lot of people. So what's, the, what's the other one? Just a glow AVR. Uh, I could do yeah your classic AVRs. I could do any day. Uh, the glow AVRs I can do. Uh, P2 NVs, McPro AVRs. Um, yeah, I could putt with all of those. No problem. Like un un unhindered. That's cool. I mean, I probably I'm I think I'm stuck. Like, yeah, I'm not. But th- there's not a lot of people that that could like take you take their main putter mold away and they could putt no difference. I guarantee you, I could putt without issues with any of those four molds. That's true. That's true. Well, good for you. So, I'm saying my judges. Which one get more of? Judges excited. are cool too. I bet I could work a judge out. Oh, you totally. The could. only problem with the judges they're so glidey. It's different because I putt with with over like mcpros are overstable p2s are overstable uh, they are they drop out of the air that's what i'm talking like envies are overstable they're, they're beautiful like big drop shot putters like i i was carrying a uh a, a mcpro AVR for like a minute because like if i just want something that's just gonna drop out of the air into the basket like this is gonna work and then i was like i'm just gonna glide it in yeah love my judges yeah judges are good all right cool good disc <laughs> what else were we talking about uh the wintertime open we gotta we gotta Dude. preview the winner. Oak Grove. Hey, hey Joe. We're gonna talk about like really good professional disc golfers that are going to play disc golf this weekend in Southern California. The aforementioned uh, you know, Devil State. Dude, I'm so stoked. Oh, it's I love the course too. Like so many good memories of like CCDG Wintertime Open. Yeah. Um I'm I'm so pumped. And uh, we're going to do picks for this? We are. I mean, should we just roll into picks? Do we want to talk about like... So uh, Oak Grove Disc Golf Course in Pasadena, California. Um, I guess it's in Altadena, California. Whatever, yeah. But Pasadena is, is, you know, the the main deal. Um, We will certainly see coverage of this by by CCDG. They always cover the Wintertime Open. And this is like... You know, this is the first time we're going to see these guys. You got Paul McBeth, uh, Eagle McMahon, Bobby Music, Philo Brathwaite, uh, Josh Anthon, 
Steve Rico, AJ Reesley, Kyle Ekman. A lot of lot of good players showing up there. Garrett Gerthy. Uh you got got some really solid players. Kevin talent. Jones. Yeah. That's yeah, Kevin Jones. Kevin too. Jones. Ooh. I didn't even look at Kevin Jones right now. So we got we got some pretty pretty killer talent showing up to this tournament. All right. And Oak Grove, a fantastic course. There's probably five years or six years running of CCDG coverage yep. that you can go back and, and check out uh, a a wooded course with, with oak trees, um, some elevation to it, uh, pretty technical course. And But they also have some bomber holes. Yes, some some very much uh, long-distance holes on here too and, and then some – some pretty tight lines as well mixed in, and and famously that that one uh, hole that has the basket that's like in the center of an oak tree. Yep. So you'll uh, you'll see quite a bit of that, but um, pretty much uh, we'll, we'll some like a goofy uh, island hole that's kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. That, there's that too. So, uh, but it's it's kind of the the uh, indicator that the season has begun. Yep. So. Uh, we are. I can't tell you how excited Joe and I are that we get to start talking about disc golf rather than uh, frantically coming up with a, a BS disc golf topic right before Not the podcast. Frantic. We we knew what we were doing the whole time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just winging it. I mean, uh, you know, planning meticulously a podcast topic. Of course. And and you know. All right. I think we. I think we can just get right into it, Robin. You want to do? You want to get right into picks? Yes. Um, so, All right, how are we pa- going? Paul McBeth's gonna win. Oh well, uh, don't we normally start with like? We third? do, we do, but let's just start there because we know that's what's up. <clears throat> like both of us are picking Paul McBeth. Yes. Yes. Right. I, yeah. You're right. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. So should we do? That. Should we go back and then do go four, four three, three two? two? Yeah. All right. All right. You can start. Okay. Uh, in fourth place, I'm taking Philo. I'm gonna take Bobby Music. Hmm. So third place to you. Four three. Okay, so third place. I like the idea of Bobby Music, but I also like the idea of Josh Eagle. I'm taking Eagle. You're taking Eagle? All right, so in third place, I am gonna take Josh Anton. I'm taking Josh in second place. AJ Reesley. You think so? Yep. Hmm. Yep, I told you that my second place. I told you before we even started recording yeah. anything that my second place is gonna be kind of funky. I did, as I was saying that, realize that he changed uh, his sponsor. Uh huh. So that might bite me in the ass, <clears throat> but I'm gonna take him for right now. I mean, he seems stoked about his sponsorship change. I think I like your Bobby Music pick better than my Philo pick, but uh. But I think Josh is going to place. You know, but I don't have Philo in mind at all, which is probably a mistake. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, Philo's got to show up in there somewhere. Yep. But um, Rico's there, too. Like, But there's also some... some. I feel like Eagle's got to be in there because the bomber line. So I feel like your mistake is no Eagle. Yeah. Because um, there's some pretty good bomber lines in there. Remember that, you know, like, Paul takes that Eagle on that yep. one hole around the telephone pole, like, every time. Right, but and, Anthon can and bomb. And Eagle can do the same thing, but Anthon, I don't think Anthon can do that. I mean, he can bomb, but I don't think he can He can Eagle that hole with yeah. regularity like Paul does. Yeah, true. But, I mean, we both picked Paul. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but you're talking more I so was talking Eagle, about Eagle. Eagle's ability to do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 
Totally. So I, I'm just taking a chance on on him there, but I think we'll see. I think we both have really good picks. Um, and I and at the same time with our top fours that we each have, um, you, I mean I brought him up just briefly for a second. Someone who could hit that line is Kevin Jones. Yep, totally. That dude has a fucking cannon. Yep. Um, so we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited for this coverage. I'm Me excited. Too. This course is so rad. Um, there's so many like weird intricacies. Paul McBeth's gonna win most likely. <laughs> That's gonna be rad. <laughs> and we're gonna get footage that should be good. Hopefully, it comes out quickly. I know CCDG's been pumping out a bunch of stuff backlogged from. Yeah, I think they're talking getting it out quick. Um, if Paul McBeth does not win, Rob and I are both gonna shotgun a beer on the show. I think that's fair. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that was an easy, yeah, easy thing to do. Yeah, or maybe we'll put it out on on the on the lens for for Patreon. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, a, a pre-show shotgun. I like yeah, it. Yeah, we could do that. Um, shit, we just might do it anyways because it's fun. Maybe. I mean, maybe. As long oh, as, that's ridiculous. As long we'll, as it's we'll not the it. caliber of the beer that we're going to review in our deer review. No way. No, that's that's not smart. That's for anyone. No. I mean, I might still do it. Just it's not smart though. No, if you if you shotgun this beer, I I mean, that's true. If I had like a 12 pack and I like I might think about it. I would hit you with a 2 by 4 Hey, I see what you did there. So, it's time for I mean, our, I'd feel like I got hit by one <laughs> World famous deer review. Our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have Melvin 2x4 Double India Pale Ale, and we're pairing that with the Latitude 64 Caltrop, which is a two-speed, two-glide, zero-turn, and two-fade putter. It's got a little thumb track on it. Little, Very little thumb little track. little mini thumb track. It's yeah. just, just kind of, you know... Just to let you know, it's there. It's not not a big deal. And then uh, the Melvin 2x4 Double India Pale Ale, which is 9.9% alcohol. The wheels are about to come off, I'd say. <laughs> they haven't already. I They probably came off in the first few minutes. Yeah. but uh, it, And if they didn't come off then, it uh, oh definitely came off right there where I spilled a beer on my butt. Oh yeah, you did that. Yep. Well, that sucks. I'm well, sorry. Yeah. I'm just we'll gonna. Survive. I'm just uh, gonna you, sit in my pee yep, pants. Yeah. Just sit in your dirty pee pants. Uh, <laughs> you open that beer. I'm gonna talk about the disc. <laughs> I got my beer. So, uh, we got it in zero soft, um, and we actually we got this disc like right when the Caltrop came out. Um, so Infinite has it as a two, two zero two, um, yes. <laughs> yeah i kind of put it in the same world as a wizard or a p2 um it is a an overstable putter but not in the sense of like a harp or a zone um, it's throwable i'm sure it's actually probably decent for putting um the thumb track is not crazy noticeable it's not over the top and overall the disc is just dead flat um it's not super deep it feels pretty good, and you can get a good rip on it, and not worry about it turning over. But you don't also have you also don't have to worry about it just hooking up left right away. I think the biggest thing when we first threw this disc, and we've had it for a, for a while, and threw it like right when it came out. But we were expecting it to be a lot more overstable. Totally, I thought it was going to be a slammer, basically. Yeah, 
and it's not. It, compared to all of those discs, we threw them all together. We threw the Zone, we threw the Harp, we threw the Slammer, uh, and the Caltrop. All of those discs together, together those kind of classic, uh, kind of brickish, overstable putters. And the Caltrop, by far, was the least stable. No, totally. It wasn't. It wasn't a super beef disc, and that's what we, we were expecting. We were expecting this super beefy hookup um, putter, and we and throwing it, I went, "Oh, it, I ripped it super hard, and it goes straight for a while, and then hooks up like just tiny little bit." Yeah. Wow, I did not expect that. And it, it's certainly not turning or, or no, no, you know, uh, getting loose on you. It, it's, you know, just had a lot more of that straight flight than we expected. Some of these other ones, you know, they're pure hyzer from the beginning. And then same thing when you tried to forehand it, um, you know, it got a lot of straight flight for me throwing yeah. forehand shots and then just barely finishes at the end. Right. And and it was honestly the harder you throw it, the less the fade is. Yeah, well, I mean that's I guess that's I think like that's it. true that's of a, every disc that, putters that ever. <laughs> Not just putters. I think. Shut up, go away, leave me alone. <laughs> Fun fact: If you throw a disc harder, I like to smear <laughs> smear mud on my ass. <laughs> oh man! If you got that reference, you're a good person. <laughs> If you didn't, someday you'll figure it out, and you'll know. Uh, Joe has uh, some very special extracurricular activities, so you know. And he just tasted the beer that I've tasted and experienced the magic. Can we just stop the podcast? Can I just like I like? I mean, this is already the third time we've stopped the podcast. If we do that, no, I don't like really. I I mean, I like. I feel like first time when you needed a bathroom break, and then the second time uh, when we got into a fist fight about comments, and then we have to stop it now. The disc is uh, what it says it is. Uh, It 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 goes straight when you rip it hard, and it's got a little bit of fade. Um, It's nice. Doesn't have a lot of glide. Like it's cool. Um, The beer is Nirvana. The beer is. I I don't. I'm kind of at a loss for words because it's I knew it was good because I could see the rating when I researched it and it's pretty fantastic. I I want this all the time. <laughs> I I think I bought this twice. I think there's two more of these cans by the way. There might be. I think I bought this twice off of Tavor. We got it off Tavor.com. If you didn't, awesome. we should find it again. Um, I think there's two, no. Anytime it comes up from now on, like I'm gonna buy the what I can. Uh, I'm allowed to buy. Um, so this is this, this is, is your really good. your perfect kind of floral double India Pale Ale. It has the the strong hop flavor to it. It has the the kind of citrusy floral flavor. It is not overly hoppy. It is not dry hardly at all. Oh, it's got some. It's got some hop for sure. But it's like beautiful. Like, oh, it's fantastic. It's floral. It's like it's like a rose petal. Beautiful, tasty hop goodness. And and uh, from what I can see here, this thing has an award shelf that is extensive, as well as it should. So, uh, basically. <laughs> This is, I want this, this in my is life. one of the best double IPAs. Oh, totally, without I've a doubt. Had. Without a doubt, it's it's fantastic. Um, and it it's a it's a whopping ten percent. Yeah. Or nine point nine. It's a nine point nine. Um, Tastes like it's five point seven. I want to drink it all the time. 
I want it to be in me. I want it to be in you. That was, I mean, that was weird, but sure. I'll, I'll agree. Um, I mean, I, I mean, wow. you drink it, so it would be inside you. Just so, wow. I mean, it's, I don't think it's, it's weird. To, uh, I don't think it's weird to say that I want. It, so it's in 12, beer to be inside you because you want beer to be inside true, you. True, true. I was just yeah. I, I went straight to the dirty, dirty thoughts of how it would be inside me. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's cool yeah. too. I like that. Yeah. Oh no, that, I'm not. I'm not about that. Bird I mean, I don't want to be around for that, but. Not a, if that's your deal, if that's what you want to do with your your beer, my, my buddy Bert Churg can do his own thing. No, um, I mean Bert's a very bad party guest. He totally he never is. cleans um, up after himself. <laughs> no, he makes more of a mess almost always. Um, it's in a twelve ounce can, so that's that's a super win right there. Um, it tastes fantastic. Um, it is far over six percent. I love it. I love it. I it's it's very good. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's 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 just so smooth. It's hey, do you like IPAs? Hey, uh, do you like stuff that maybe has a little like fruity and floral, but also some nice hoppy, but not a ton of bitter. Um, also, it's almost ten percent. Uh, good, you're a good person. You should love this beer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so I I think the the thing that's so shocking, first of all, when you have it, you for, we see the nine point nine percent, and we expect to get a you know fairly a kick in the dick, fa- yeah, fairly heavy you know alcohol profile, even you know for a good uh, double IPA, you expect to feel that. But what we've got here is a fairly smooth malt kind of profile to it. You you know you taste the malt, but you get more of a a uh, you know creamy flavor to it that follows with that along with the 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 heavy hop flavor that comes right after yeah. so it's it it's a you know unique for the abv i'd say yeah in um, the best possible way yeah um it just kind of a surprisingly well balanced flavor yes just overall yep. Yep. So, Every everything is beautiful it's i like it yeah a- and um i Excellent. Like I cracked the can and like I got a whiff like without even like smelling it like it just like caressed my nostrils and I was like yep this is gonna be amazing and then took a sip and it was even better yeah and uh, the 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 smell like Joe said it it smells like tropical fruit yep yep um, you don't get as much of that in the taste I'd say the no, taste is right. more kind of like creamy malt followed by the hop flavor right and well I, t- I got a little bit of the, like floral like I talk about rose petals if you ever like um, yeah like just a f- nice faint little smooth hey what's up hey yep that's how what you it doing is. you're gonna take a nap after this <laughs> you can go to sleep for a long time yeah yeah all right I I, I think I'm done gushing about the beer. Are, are you ready to? I mean, my no, no. I was gonna say something gross. Uh, yeah, we can move on. Joe's a big gusher. He loves gushing. Is that that's where you're do getting you, at? Do you remember gushers? I do. I do. Is that like our they generation? Are, when did uh, they go away? I don't know. Or did they go away? Are they still around? I shoot. I, I don't know. I don't think they're, they're around. like fruit snacks with like uh, a liquid syrup inside. Filling surprise. Yeah, but it's like not like it's it's a it's a pretty viscous fluid. Yeah, yeah. they're awesome though. They were tasty. I like yeah, them. Yeah, I, I, I my mom would never buy them for me because they're like yeah. very unhealthy. Yeah, but you know I had friends whose parents loved them more or less. I'm not sure. 
um, that <laughs> that I could get gushers here and there. Anyways, go ahead and the Caltrop. <laughs> so uh, Caltrop, um, to be honest, it's a it's deeper on the, the rim, so kind of closer to a harp in terms of the depth, and same with yep. the slammer. Um, and then it is to the zone. Um, it, one of the reasons that recently I have uh, decided to bag the zone over all these others is I really like kind of the lower profile of the disc. And um, the Caltrop definitely has some depth. The thumb track, which I normally hate, I have no problem with on this disc. It it just kind of it's like a little ridge on the edge. It's it it feels you know no different than when I hold my Nova or something like that, where I can tell the the transition on the overmold on there. Um, it just kind of doesn't seem like of any consequence on on there. It's definitely a ridge. You can feel it, but it's not like a like a true groove or or thumb track in in the disc it's just that there's you can there's a you know a line there on the flight plate between the rim and the flight plate so um that part didn't bother me as much as i thought it would going into it um as for the disc itself really really fantastic overstable putter i mean it, it you can get some good distance out of it you can throw it very hard and have it not turn at all and get some fade at the end. It was not as overstable as I thought it was going to be. For sure. Uh, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just that's that's what it is. So I, I think that if you're if if you're throwing either the harp or the zone um, or the slammer and there or the pig, um, we we didn't mention that yet. Um, and and they're a little bit too overstable for you maybe the caltrop is the disc you want to throw maybe yeah if you, if you like that flat like that if you like that feel yeah yes um but i would say we kind of brought it up before i mean a, if you throw a wizard i mean for me and we talk about all the time within 15 it's you're putting you're just putting yeah like whatever yeah it's not a big difference for me i talk about as a, a driving putter you're gonna get probably better lines out of a p2 or an envy yeah or a wizard because they're gonna have more glide they're gonna get out further before yes they hook up um for me i i i i'm just gonna get into it I'll, I'll tell you right now i would just throw a lucid judge um probably with a little bit of hyzer and and have just as good if not a better throw um a judge i'll tell you right now i'm not trying to say it's the same stability it's a little less stable but not by a ton especially in lucid um and i'm super comfortable with it and and know that i can throw with like the tiniest bit of hyzer and get a very similar throw and um i would probably throw a wizard over the caltrop just because of my familiarity with it yeah i mean it's still over more overstable than all of those discs for sure yeah but not i mean to a a fresh I think I think where the difference comes, and, and and I agree in like the style of of putter throw, but when you absolutely crank on it, the caltrop's gonna hold up, yeah, and the judge is gonna turn, and the yeah. wi- the wizard might. A it fresh- depends on what it what plastic it is yeah. and how fresh it is exactly. But yeah, 
And so, same thing, and same thing with a P two. Depends on what plastic and yeah, um, how well, fresh a, a it P2 is. A P two is certainly more stable than a Judge. Uh, the Wizard than a Judge, yes, but the Wizard I, Wizards are pretty stable. That's that's that yes. So, but I I'd say both of which. I mean, an S line P two certainly deserves to be in the overstable category. Oh yeah. Oh, these. Yeah. If you're talking D line or P line, they'll. It depends on how many times you've thrown it. To be honest, right. Um, but, but it's 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 somewhere in between it on the on the scale of those overstable putters. I'd say it's at the bottom. It's 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 you know it's barely there. I'm yeah, like, on, when I'd you're talking about so. an overstable putter, I would say more. And maybe we got a weird one, but we weighed I, I it. I don't think so. We we we. It's it's a 174 weighed and <laughs> stamped. Um, it's the very, like, I think it's a, it's not technically a first round, but it's the first like mass production. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's stable. It's not going to turn over. Um, it's not going to be laser beam straight. There's going to be a little bit of finish, but it's yeah. not anything close to the finish that we were expecting. We wanted. I, I think, I think I the wanted first it. time I threw it, I was like, oh, it's beefy. And then I like really cranked down. I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. And then you get it next to these other ones and it just doesn't. It oh, it's not anything close. Doesn't line up the same no. way. You know, you you throw them back to back with those other discs, and you know, uh, as a right-handed player, I'm throwing a a zone and then a harp, and then a slammer and then a caltrop, and the ones the one that is uh, the most straight or right of the others is the caltrop every yep. single time. Yep. So, um, and that's not necessarily a problem, but no. When you when you want something that is going to be overstable, it it you know wasn't what I expected. Right, I like I would almost put the Caltrop in more. Um, I don't know. If, I'll, I'll see if I can explain it more if it doesn't make sense, and you'll let me know that. I would put it more in a putting putter world than like a big stable driving putter world. Mm, okay. Like I think it would be a, a nice putter if you like the thumb track, you like what it does. Um, it's clean. It does what what you want. It just there's not anything about it that's like blows me out of the water and is like a, a big deal for it to be a driving putter off the tee versus all the other discs that we kind of mentioned. Yeah, like, I, and 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 for me, and the reason is, I feel like the two glide is for real. Yeah, and I think there's more stable putters. Like I'm talking about, like a maybe an S line, but I think even maybe a fresh like P line or D line P two is going to have more glide and just as much hookup. Could be, yeah. Um, and a wizard, yeah. depending on like a brand new soft wizard um, or like a blend wizard, is going to have just much hookup, but still is going to glide out there more. I can see that. I can see that. I can't see myself ever putting with this disc, so it's it's hard for me to imagine that. Um, I, the only time I would ever use it would be on approach shots or off the tee. Um, Maybe that's the perfect world for it. Just Actually, approach. Approach. I I would say so. Yeah, I think that's to me probably, that makes that, the most that, sense. That makes the most sense. Something where you could just reliably know it's going to hook up a little bit at the mm-hmm. end. You're not cranking as hard as you can off the tee. Um, yeah, maybe that's the world. Maybe it's the the approach world, but. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a judge because I just have 100 percent confidence in, yeah. in what I do with the yeah. judge. Uh, I agree. I that's that. I mean, not on the judge part because you know judges are right. You would throw probably in the same way that you would throw this. Um, 
would be an Envy or a Nova. Yeah. Depending on what you... I mean, probably an Envy. And closer to what I would use an Envy yeah. for. Um, it's nowhere near as stable as my, my zones. So Yeah, no. Zones are... Zone, that's what I'm saying. Like a zone, a harp, a slammer are a different world than a Caltrap. Yeah. So if you're, I getting, think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it it qualifies in the same. Nope. For whatever reason, I or even a breaker. It's it's still yeah. It's even still not, not even not a breaker. As, as still as a breaker. No. Um, breakers are cool discs though. Yeah. I just thought thinking about where I we it, that's like the breaker is like, like in the middle of those. Yeah. Yeah. And the breaker was a good review too. I totally I enjoyed that disc, and it's it still I still come back to it, but um, not still the breaker is a more stable disc than the Caltrop. I agree. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So. Beer. I think we. I, well, let's just let's just finish this. I think we both are saying right there, it's not going in the bag. No, definitely not. Um, it's neat. It feels cool. Um, it's probably gonna kick around the shitty. I, I I really enjoy the zero soft plastic, which yeah, is what this one it's, is. It's nice. Um, I. It's I've, not too like, uh, floppy. Like, yeah. I, it feels good in my hand, and I feel like in the past. And um, maybe that's the the why we have. That's true maybe that's our stability issue there because i know like i have a zero soft pure which is the most perfect pure you could ever ask for and then you get a gold line pure and it's like a hundred percent different disc so yeah maybe a gold line caltrop is the disc that we should i mean be it's, not, it's not a hundred percent different it's different it's more stable but it's not different in the sense of every fd on earth versus a second run fd yeah that's true by the way i'm fully committed i know you are so I, I saw it. I felt like I should bring I that up. I witnessed it. I threw a second run FD on three to four drives at Taylor Mountain. I think we need to motion. I got the full trust. And, and start the, the. And that's why you need to throw a trespass. I think we need to start the, the movement that people stop calling second run FDs second run FDs. Like we need to come up with what they should really be called. It's called an FD prime. <laughs> The the true FD no I guess that's not the true FD that's not the FD that got people into FDs, um, I think it's like the FD prime. It'd be like an FD plus or something. Yeah, or something. It's 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 a different disc. Yeah, it is. Um, in a beautiful way. Like I'm now like now that I've uh understood and said you know what, it's not an FD, and trusted it to do different things than it should. It's worked out for me, Joe. Uh. Had like a broke back moment, uh, broke back mountain moment with his FD, where he's like, "I don't know how to turn you." I can't turn it. I don't think I can turn it, which is not a bad thing. Which is actually a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is a beautiful thing. When when uh, a man and his D go out into the mountains and camp together, they just go straight. Bond and and they just go straight. (laughs) Anyways, all right, so Kyle Chop's not happening. Um, Melvin 2x4, I don't care if it's 9.9. 100 times, yes. Yeah, I agree. All day, yes. I, 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 was about to say that. I will drink this on the course all day, every day, and I will be shit-canned. Like, I haven't been drinking a ton on the course. If I have, if I can get a handful of these, I'll get shmammered. Like, I don't care. It is yeah. so worth it. It's such a good beer. I agree. I was about to I say I want to drink it all the time. I don't even like all during the course. I maybe I'll start drinking before work. I don't know. Like <laughs> it is good. 
<laughs> I'm not going to start drinking before work. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Normally, 9.9 for me is a deal breaker for a coarse beer. But in this in this case, 12-ounce canned, tastes delicious. You know, maybe you just want to have a good time. You don't give a shit about your round. Right, or, like, you, or you don't drink, like, four of them. You drink one and you, like, back it up dude, with... Uh, can you imagine drinking four? Yes, I can imagine. Oh. I would I would love to. Oh, man. I probably, if I could, I <clears throat> maybe would. Um, but on the course, you know, you may you drink one of those and you, and then you, uh, you'd be housed and then you pop in some other like lighter, like beautiful, like maybe like the Fort Point beers we drank uh, uh-huh. a few back, like the village or something like that's like a five, five or five, four, maybe get some 12th. I actually, to I need to buy a six pack of these cause I want to watch you drink four and just like see what happens. Dude, oh. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, yes, I know. I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I know. But I, I want to watch. That'll be the precursor to the E40 uh, episode. I'm going to get them and be like, all right, Joe, we're going to go play a round of disc golf. Here you go. And then. Uh, are you are you afraid of me beating you? Not not really, <laughs> no. I know you're not. I just want to say that. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're so good. They're so good. It's such a good beer. I've only had like a, a limited amount of Melvin, but I feel like everything I've had from Melvin is amazing. Yeah, certainly one of the the better beers that we've reviewed on this podcast. Um, exceptional, really, truly exceptional. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, awesome. So what's uh? What's, so it's so it's two out of four. Is this a uh, a uh, Paul Uliberry not knowing what a footfall is? That- no, because that's that's. I feel like that'd be an offer. Like that's like fair enough. How yeah. how could you not know? Uh, this is a this is the percent chance that he doesn't get called now oh. on the course. Like there's a good fifty percent chance that like his card mates are just gonna like not worry about it. Mm-hmm. But I hope the stronger fifty percent prevails and just I like, hope so. Listen, we already know you don't know what you're doing. Um, you hella foot faulted. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. So we are hoping that the Melvin IPA prevails and calls out foot fouts. Yep. As opposed to foot fouts. Foot fouts. <laughs> as opposed to the Caltrop, which is not as stable. Yep. As strong as we hoped it would be. Because listen, he should have been called for years, and everyone's like, uh, "I think he's close enough." But now they realize that his argument would have would have faulted him. Just if if they're like, "Yo, you foot fault," he's like. Nah, I didn't have all my weight on my foot. They'd be like, so you're on your foot? Yeah, that's a fault. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> like, they, they thought he was smarter than he really. Do you think he went back, though, and is now, uh, has changed his tune? I, you know what? You know what this whole thing is? This is like traveling in the NBA. Right oh, now. good call. It is. And, and, and. But is he? But is he LeBron status? Like, is is he allowed? I, that's, like, that's that's what I don't want to see. Step and a half. That's what I don't want to see. Like, I I I get it. People don't want to call each other, but I don't want to see a traveling call missed because it's a good player and they don't want to call it, and because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Traveling is traveling. Call traveling. Yes. Yeah, but but let, if and, we're putting it at the NBA thing. level, if we put it at the NBA level, though, is he that top tier? That he's not. I think that's what I'm he's saying. not. I, I mean, listen. So hopefully, that for, shit's going to for, for get the caught. record. Rob and I 100% understand that Paul Uliberry is 
thousands of times better than we are at disc golf. Easily. Easily. But I mean, he probably has socks that have scored that's, better. That step putt is garbage. Yeah. And it it's now clear that he does not understand. <laughs> it's now clear that he knows it's garbage and did not realize. Yeah. And uh, if uh, you're looking for more evidence of that, you can listen to recent Paul Yoberry interviews and find no, it. Just go look on Reddit. You'll find out. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I hope that that uh, we don't have issues with that going forward. And the new uh, PDJ rule changes on foot faults will have people start to call some of those things falling putts and the yeah. like. Oh, totally. So. God, Chad would have had so many strokes. Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't really play often, so I didn't say shit, but your boy had some. Everett, uh, I know you're listening. You need to talk to Chad about foot faults. Yeah, do talk to your boy because, like, a little rough. little little rough, but much better than I expected Yeah, overall, so it was all good. Yeah, I wasn't about to say nothing. Um Chad's good people. You know, you know, talk to your friends. Listen, friends don't let friends foot fault. <laughs> Call your people on shit. Like for real. Don't make it don't make me the dick. <laughs> well, I or mean, Robin. I like mean, like we all we all end up being the ones like calling people and telling them like, don't do that. Like if you got a good buddy and you play here and there and you're super casual, that's fine. And you can let them like do that shit on a casual round as long as they know it's not kosher. You know, I I let I let stuff like that go on casual rounds. Um, it, it the only time I will ever uh, call someone on on foot faults is if they start tracking their score versus mine. Hundred percent. I was exactly thinking like, so, uh, like, are like I, oh, I honestly, dude, I'm ahead of you, and I'm like, nah, bro, you like foot yeah, faulted like every I, hole. I, I honestly don't don't care at all if if someone's foot faulting, but if, if they're like playing competitively, it's not even tracking my score, their score versus mine. But if they're getting competitive and foot faulting, then yeah, that that ain't happening. But if if you're foot faulting and and you're trying to figure out your game and and stuff like that, I don't, I honestly don't care. Like when you get to the point in your game that you care about the rules and tournament play, you will get there and you'll figure it out and you'll work it out. But if if you're trying to flex on someone and be like, oh, I'm this great disc golfer and oh, I I just made that putt and I'm like, dude, you just fucking walked a putt in from eleven feet. That's not. That's yeah, not, that doesn't count. Totally. No, but, that's 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 exactly where it lives. So I, me too. I I honestly like it. It's kind of like a one of those things where I it used to bug me a lot more, but it really only bothers me if if someone is actually like thinking that they're good because of it. Uh, most of the time, it's just you know people aren't aren't totally aware of it and maybe don't know they did it. You know, foot faults are are a thing. Right, so. and you know, and I'll 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 casually bring it up to him like, oh yeah, no, that's great. Uh, just a heads up, like going forward, so you know, like you can't step through within. I mean, 10 I, I, I when we got back to the office, I wrote him up for sure. Oh, good, good. I'm I. If, <laughs> if that makes. He works for Robin, so write up as in like uh, performance at work, not. 
Anyway, that made sense to me. <laughs> I've had to write at people here and there. Thanks for clarifying. Poss- that, that, that was actually contributed to the podcast. That was, that was great for once, Joe. Thanks. Possibly Scoots. <laughs> Possibly my brother. Uh, uh, we. I feel like we should just make like Scoots discs someday. We should. And he'll just be like, what? What? <laughs> what is this? Just give him one. <laughs> we should do a commemorative Robin's brother stamp disc. Yeah, it'll just say Scoots. Scoots, it'll be a uh, a converse. Yeah. A high top. One of them. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Just beat down, slipping in mud. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. All right. Cool. We had a fun show. <laughs> Wrap it up, Rob. That was the longest <laughs> closing of a deer review I think we've ever done in the history of the podcast. Uh, we- like, that was like 20 minutes. <laughs> Wait, what do we actually rate it? I don't know. Um... <laughs> no idea. I started with with uh with calling it a polyuberry step putt, and you uh, corrected it to something else, and I can't remember. I think we did it well. I think it made sense. But I'll say this right now: for those people, like uh, if you're just getting in the podcast right now, we've had people ask for us to like post all of the ratings for all the deer reviews. Like we put all the deer reviews up of what the beer and the disc are, but we don't have the rating. Because it gets silly at times. And there's definitely some episodes where we started to go into what the rating is and then went on to tangents like we just did. And there's not an actual rating. I I attempted for the first like 30 episodes to write them all down. And uh, I realized that there were some that we got into random tangents about other shit and didn't actually give it a rating. Just how it works. Yep. Listen, have fun. Um, the rating... Realize that they're here and there. We are both like, but we'll tell you with words what the rating is without giving it yeah. like an actual like um, representation yeah. of the rating. And just keep in mind that we are both like semi okay, decent disc golfers at times, and we drink beverages throughout the show. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Also, we are. I'm just gonna say. We are decent disc golfers. We're we're above average. When we're above average, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an excellent way of putting it. Oh, I nailed it. We are we are better than normal when we are better than normal. Yes. <laughs> All right. When on our game, we are advanced players. That makes sense. Done. Go for it. I am like a 1050 rated player for like at least two holes in a row on a given course. Oh, I was like, you know, we are nowhere near over a thousand rated at all. Um, Yes, there may be. I don't think it's possible to have a hole over a thousand rated. I don't think that. I guess you have two aces, so I I guess those are thousand rated holes. I have multiple thousand rated holes in the last two years. You have two of them. Yes. I have zero lifetime. <laughs> Stupid baskets. What is stuff. you know? That's an excellent question. What is it? Uh, it is an it, ace I, on I a single it, hole? That's got to be way more than a thousand. I don't. How many ace? Like, is it an AC hole? Like, because it's it's the ratings are based on what pros really do. So if it's we, like, if it's like a. Uh, 150 foot hole in weird some weird like open texas still though like and there's like an ace like a pro will ace uh 
six out of ten times, like that's not going to be a thousand rated. I guess it will. Still, I know. Still, okay. it still would. I'm having right. aces, all right. That's all, right. all I just want to say. All right, DGP listeners, you gotta you gotta help us figure out what a single hole ace rating is. <laughs> so if you ace hole one and just you're and just quit, and you're done. I'm a 2200 rated player. Good night, bitches. That's that that's that's what we want to know. I I do things like that. Uh, working at the boys and girls club, like I will go into a new club and play Connect Four for like five rounds and win every one, and be like, I'm never gonna play again here. <laughs> I am 100. percent I'm undefeated. I will never lose. Uh, I'm the best. Robin beats Joe at disc golf, and he goes and and takes it out on on 12 year olds at, in Connect Four. No, Robin Robin beats Joe. No, it'd be like Robin beats Joe at disc golf, and then never plays that course again with Joe. Well, it's like that's not true. That's never. But happened. that's my reference. Like that's that's the same as what I'm doing. Is oh, you, gotcha. Is, is you like beating me at a course that and like if we played Taylor the first time you beat me and you're like, all right, that was a cool course. We're <laughs> gonna play again. I'm undefeated at this course. You will never beat me. Ever. We're good. Good night. Although yeah. I think I won the first couple rounds at Taylor. Yes. Probably. I, mean, I think I, I threw my I threw my course best the very first time I played Taylor. I think that's true, actually. I'm sorry, Joe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Someday you'll get an ace and it'll all be I will I'm I've been so (laughs) Sorry. I think I may have had a closer ace run than you did, actually. When we played, yeah. I think so. I think so. It certainly looked like I know seventeen I had a very good chance. It it was just way shorter and you know, like and then when I played last week, like uh, when I played, I played with Marcos, and or two weekends ago, I uh, shit I had an ace on six. Anyways, it'll happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen this year. Sure, it will, buddy. It's gonna happen this year. Don't worry. I mean, it'll be fine. You're gonna do great. I'm really excited for for this season of of you doing that. I'm gonna give you such a big hug when you finally ace. It's gonna be a huge hug. I mean, I feel like you're being facetious, but yeah, I know you will. Oh yeah, I will. Like legit, be, I know you actually will. Yeah, it'll be a, a, I, I, I'll, like, a very lovely. I'll hug. honestly be just trying to hold back the chub. I feel like you probably won't. Probably not. No, but uh, you won't feel it. It's anyway, fine. I'll understand. I'll be like, it's fine. It's cool. You know, undersized at best, but uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's our podcast episode ninety-eight. Holy crap! Ninety-eight. We're getting after it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It's almost episode 200. It is. Check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. Wait, what? Did you say 200? <laughs> I did. You didn't even catch it. I did catch it. Like, no, you didn't. You kept rolling. Well, like, wait a minute. Well, like, did you say 200? You know, I get into the the closing comments on the podcast, and you throw in a you know, I know, and you just and, and then you just try to say you caught it, but you didn't catch it until like a few sentences in. Well, I, I Anyways, go ahead. Clearly did, but I was almost, in a routine. Almost Once again, just like you throwing the comment and then trying to act like you're not the asshole, <laughs> you're still the asshole. It's 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 always you. Listen, it's Discraft's fault. No, no, no. Yes, not. they made a beautiful glow comments and had them. They only had one stamp that was the most beautiful. That's their fault. 
Um, I just go with it. Shut up. It's still you. Still Tell you. us about the podcast and where All to right. find so, us and do stuff and things. Check us out on our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We have all our dear reviews on there. We have a link to our Patreon site, patreon.com slash podcast. Get access to our pre-show recordings. Look at all the discs we've ever reviewed. It's an awesome thing. Thank you to everyone that is out there and has subscribed already. Make sure to review us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean, whatever it is, your favorite pod fetching app. Please drop five stars on us and uh, and put your review down. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the return of Pro Disc Golf action this weekend. We certainly are. And get out there and throw stuff at stuff. <laughs> <laughs>